0: Welcome to Ellas, a bi-weekly podcast made by Latinas for Latinas. I talk with talented, inspiring, and empowering women that are living their dreams and making a path for the next generation. I'm Brenda Hernandez-Jaimes, and this is Ellas. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Ellas. On the 19th episode of the show, I have the honor of introducing today's guest. She's the CEO and founder of Holy Matcha, which is San Diego's first matcha cafe. And it currently has two beautiful locations, North Park and East Village. The amazing work of this trailblazing Latina doesn't stop there. She continues to inspire women with Matcha Mornings, a community that unites a driven group of humans powered by authenticity and passion. Welcome, Geraldine Ridaura.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. I'm so honored to be in your East Village location here on a Sunday beautiful morning and drinking holy matcha, lavender matcha to be exact, and it's really delicious. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: Thank you so much. That means the world to me, and I'm so excited to have this opportunity to be on your
0: podcast. So, Thank you.
1: I'm excited.
0: Thank you, and I want to begin this episode by asking you, Can you share with me, how do you describe yourself? You know, we're living in uh, in a political climate where specifically Latinas are targeted by a certain stereotype. Um, People automatically assume we're a certain way of being. And you are breaking that stereotype with holy matcha. So can you share with us, how do you describe yourself?
1: Well, what type of
0: stereotype do you think I'm breaking with? holy matcha with holy matcha it's being a businesswoman being a founder of a movement of finding a very educated woman that is aspiring our community that if you've done it we can do the same
1: okay noted oh my goodness i describe myself this might not be the right word to use but I think I just describe myself as a hustler Mm -hmm. slash fighter and hustler that word could has some negative connotations to it but what I mean by being a hustler I mean by I hustle I work there's no breaks there's no oh my back hurts my knee hurts there's no nothing like I hustle and then I don't hustle necessarily for money I hustle because this is my business this is my everything and nobody pushes me nobody reminds me to get out of bed at a certain time like that's me that's my hustle I love my hustle uh it's just the way my brain is wired so I it's just the, the life I've the life that has developed within me and I like it mm-hmm. and so yeah I find myself being like a hustler being a fighter and the fighter in the sense of these are my babies and so I will do anything and everything for these babies whatever it may be I, if I don't know it, I'll f- build it. I'll figure it out. If I don't know it, I will learn it. So yeah, that's beautiful. Two and words. <laughs> two words. Yeah.
0: And before, can you share with me before starting holy matcha? before you, you went into the corporate field, before you studied business marketing, um, can you share your childhood? How was it like growing up? um, how was it like I know that your mother was one of the women that you know yes. is your inspiration so can you show I that I
1: had I mean I guess you can't say you had a normal childhood because to find normal normal to one human might be different than normal to another human but with that being said I'd like to believe I had a normal childhood according to me um we were not you know we weren't on in the street poor but we weren't rich. I just always say I came from a very, very hardworking family where education was extremely important. Um, definitely hard work education was of the most number one importance and definitely a lot of dedication. So I grew up and I was very blessed to have had witness two hardworking parents. My mom worked two jobs every single day. I didn't know. I found out about this until I was a little bit on the older side, but I found out that my mom had a day job and, uh, in the evening she would go to another job. She would put me to sleep and then she'd go work another job. And it was just, you know, it, survival, being a hustler, being a fighter, mm-hmm. not being lazy. So I, I, I have that in my genes, but I, I've also seen that and witnessed that. And so I, I couldn't be less than what I saw when I was yeah. growing up, but don't get me wrong. I had my Barbies. I had my playhouse. I had everything, but I'll never forget when I would eat. My parents would tell me, you know, finish everything. Cause we worked hard to put this food on your table. So I always had a lot of respect for trust for money and Definitely respecting that. Okay, I didn't like this latte. I'm just going to throw it away. You know, someone worked really hard to provide for this money. Mm -hmm. So definitely caring about what, where you spend your time, the time you give, whatever you spent it on. So definitely being very mindful and being a person of your word, which nowadays a lot of people pride themselves and like fake it till you make it Mm BS in situations for survival. I'm more of the type where if I can't do it, I'll just straight up say no. You might not like it, but I'd rather say no than just BS. You just do look good and form like a network connection. That's not what I'm about. And it, it could be a little bit on the old school side, yeah. but it works well for me. It's how I grew up. and
0: yeah. yeah. And I feel that speaks very good of you because instead of messing things up in the long run, you're being truthful. It's like, maybe I can't make this work. We'll do it in, for a later time. So your parents really motivated you towards education. And what was the reason behind you studying business marketing? Because now I feel like it has helped you with Holy matcha. But can you share the first reasons why you decided to go into that career? Well, my dad's a doctor. And I
1: think their goal in life was for me to get into medicine. But I will die if I see blood. So absolutely not. That was not an option. Nope. No, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) My mom, uh, she has her undergrad and she has an MBA. So she's really into business and she is my number one inspiration. I know that if you ask someone like, oh, who inspires you or who's your role model? Obviously, everybody would expect, oh, my mom. But really, that woman works so hard and I'm not going to spill her details or anything, but she is the hardest worker that I have ever met, ever. And I mean that with every ounce in my body i mean that she's the hardest worker and i think she works a little too much so i always compare myself to her yeah um so obviously having my dad who's a doctor with a phd my mother business mba both hustlers fighters workaholics if you may say I pretty much was screwed from the get-go as they were, the education was always important because they see that as a way of like living and survival and having a future. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wasn't going to do medicine and I guess quote unquote business just came easy for me. It was a safe ground and when I was in college, I just, I knew I had to get a job. I knew I had to get good grades. I just had no idea like, what the hell am I going to exactly do for the rest? Of it? I was just living more in the moment than mm-hmm. thinking future wise, which I don't recommend for everybody to do. It's just what I was doing at that moment. It's my experience because mm-hmm. a lot of people tend to take exactly your words and then they're like, Geraldine, you told me to live in the moment. <laughs> no, that's just how I was. Yeah. And so fast forward, I graduated and got a job in accounting and I was really good in accounting. Really good. I just hated it. I absolutely hated it. It had its it had its pros and cons. it definitely made my parents happy because it was everything that they had always wanted for me, but I didn't like it.
0: yeah I was always
1: in a cubicle and then I migrated into almost close to a corner office and I had somewhat of a good relationship with my manager, and I thought, Holy shit, is this going to be me for the rest of my life i I couldn't I was extremely unhappy and I felt like what What a, like, self-absorbed, entitled little princess. Like, there's people out there that don't have money to have an education. They are probably hustling, like, washing dishes or doing other things. And here I am complaining, being a college graduate, having, like, a salary and benefits. And poor me. So, you know, it's kind of like, should I be emotional about it? Or should I not be emotional and be grateful about mm -hmm. it? So, it was a lot of me fighting back and forth. But one thing I will always remember is when I was alone, all those thoughts crossed through my brain. When it was time to work, I still gave it 120,000%. I mean, like business is business. Emotions, set those aside. When it's time to work, it's time to work. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to make, I didn't want to tarnish my name in the process. So I took a lot of pride of whatever I did. I had to do it correctly until I decided to quit my job. Mm -hmm. And... So let me fast forward. Let me back up, not fast forward. During this whole time I was drinking matcha, Mm -hmm. this whole emotional time I'm drinking matcha and add the fact that I felt a little bit, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Is this going to be me like dressing up in suits? Like it's being with like an older crowd back then. I felt like I was so young with an older crowd. Everybody was old enough to be my mother. I just felt out of it. I was just, felt like I just didn't fit in and drinking matcha the whole time until I got annoyed that I ran out of matcha. So I tell my then boyfriend, now husband, let's go to a coffee shop. Maybe they might have matcha and they didn't. And I found myself dressing up super pretty to go to coffee shops on the weekends with my boyfriend and having to take my matcha, but I had run out of matcha and the coffee shop had no matcha. So I'm drinking tea and that's when it hit me. San Diego has beautiful coffee shops, beautiful coffee shops, Instagram-worthy coffee shops. No one's giving matcha love. Everybody's focusing so much on the espresso, on the espresso machines and lattes and latte art. But no one wants to care about matcha. That's when the light bulb hit me. I was like, oh my God, I've been drinking matcha this whole time and there's no... I'm going to do a matcha cafe, but... That was an excitement in my brain. And then I thought, oh, my God, no. I need to sit down my parents, who I've been extremely close to, my, my guidance. And my boyfriend, because I love you and you're lucky I included you. And I sat them down, went ba- went home to Mexicali, mm-hmm. sat them down in the backyard. This was August 2016. Ma, pa, voy a renunciar mi trabajo. Voy a renunciar. They looked at me like. Qué qué, <laughs> ¿estás loca? ¿Qué pasó? <laughs> <laughs> Voy a abrir un café dedicado a puro matcha. No, casi se mueren. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> that the yeah. conversation was really in yeah. Spanish with my parents. Obviously. So, obviously, I mean, I don't want uh, this this podcast is going to have to take like 8 hours if I go into like every single detail, but they were Ignorance. just crazy because they're like, Geraldine, your English is your second language, you don't know how to steam milk, you you have an accounting background." Mm-hmm. You have a desk background have you ever worked a bar do you even do you even me papa ni los platos. <laughs> so my answer to everything yeah. is i will learn i will learn i will learn i'll youtube it but you don't know how to steam milk i will youtube it so i'm when i set my mind to something it's it's 911 it. emergency because i will do it i am very hard-headed so whatever i want i will go and get it so I taught myself how to do everything. I knew everything about matcha already, and I still wanted to learn more and more, mm-hmm. but I pride myself at being self-taught. And if they're anything from the business side, like business license, all these permits, I pay taxes in San Diego, I just go down to your city officials. That's where your taxes go the majority of the mm-hmm. times. I mean, you just go and ask them. So I wrote down a list of questions, kind of like how you have your notebook. Mm-hmm. I wrote down a list of questions, and I just went up to the window you take a little number when they call your number you go up to the window hi hi i want to start a business and i had a couple questions they stared at me like are you serious but i was like i know this is yeah. a place where you have to where you can you guys can answer it yeah we also have a uh, a number that you can call yeah but you guys never answer
0: so, am I, so well I decided to go, go straight to
1: the source go in mm-hmm. person drill them with questions they told me boom 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 got my licenses got my permits and got and got the ball rolling i mean was it easy no was it hard extremely hard extremely but every in business everything has an answer you just have to hunt for it what i find nowadays is that there's a lot of people that might be quote-unquote lazy or they want other people to give you the answers and don't get me wrong i it's part of the hustle of like if you don't know how to do it get someone that knows how to do it but you also don't want it's a healthy balance in my aspect that you do want to ask, but you also don't want to be so incompetent incompetent Mm -hmm. that you don't know how to do it yourself either. And that you, because what if there's no one around? What if you lose technology? Are you going to know how to survive? Are you going to know how to figure it out? So I think that if you balance that out, it'll be healthy, but definitely if, if I could go back in time, I would definitely would like to have the courage to have asked other business owners how they did it, but I was just extremely shy. I always thought like, why would you as a business owner want to give me advice on how to do my thing? I thought like, why would they care? Why would they give me the time of day? So I automatically with my shyness, I shut down that possibility. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, I have to figure this out myself. And I had a lot of pressure on myself because I had quit my job and also because of all the sacrifices my parents had done when I was little to get me to put me through college and everything, all the possibilities, all yes. the doors that opened thanks to them and their hard work and dedication, I couldn't let them down. Because a lot of people in their type of culture, they're like, Well you're past eighteen, you can do whatever you want, blah blah blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. not the situation with me. Like I I wanted to make my family proud of me. Yes. I um they're I am the legacy that carries their name. So I wanted to make them proud. Everything I do was for them. And I wanted... Especially, I really wanted my parents to know that all of their sacrifices that they did when I was a child growing up was worth something. I just didn't throw it all away. Mm -hmm. So I think that I could buy them a house in San Diego and they don't need that. They're happy. I've tried convincing them to move to San Diego so many times. They're happy where they are. And I think that the best way... I could give back everything that they've done for me at the moment is just try to be as a fighter and a hustler and successful to the best of my ability to make them proud. But that house will come soon. <laughs> I still have to get them over here. But yeah, I try to like summarize it as much as possible and not get too emotional I know. about it and keep it on the business note. But but, yeah, they're, they're a huge, huge part of my life and a huge motivation yeah. in my life.
0: And I feel like every Latina, they're so close to their parents. You know, me, my, like myself, my mom is my number one role model. And every decision that I take, I also take her and my parents to add into account because i don't want their hard work to be in vain right and absolutely while you were transitioning into corporate and making holy matcha and going and asking your questions and creating this brand how was that transition like um the support system from your parents and your boyfriend who's now your husband how was
1: it so my parents in another city they supported emotionally to the when i needed to cry they would yeah. hear me. My boyfriend at the time, he was more like my punching bag. Not, I'm not proud of it. And I didn't physically touch him. It was just more like if I was stressed, I just didn't want to go out. Sorry. And he would have to put up with, like, those mood swings mm-hmm. or me being annoyed or... Uh, if I would go down to the city and he's working on the side, I'd call him upset and just bother him at work. Never once did he ever say, you know, it's not all about you, Geraldine. Get over yourself. Figure it out. Just stop calling me. He, never once until this day. He never once has complained about it. So I find myself beyond, beyond grateful for that because I don't think, and it's terrible, but I don't think I would have been capable of being that supportive if the roles were reversed reversed. so it definitely taught me a lot of humility what it taught me what partnership truly is and it really humbled me because I was just like damn like if if he was starting a business and he was I'd be like sweetie leave me alone like you're not giving me time you're not giving me attention you're not taking me here like I'm sorry like I, I think you need to concentrate on your business and maybe we should take a break and I feel bad because I know that that's what That's Mm -hmm. what I would have done. So seeing that, it really made me appreciate, you know, the good because the bad will always be there. The transition of starting a business was terrible. It was terrible. But definitely like the people that are there for you and the hard times, 110% down for you. That is what really, really stood out to me. And so it grounded me and matured me and made me grow up basically. But transition from quitting the job to starting holy Matcha. It was terrible.
0: Can, can, you, can you share it, <laughs> it with us? It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. It was.
1: It's almost like I blacked out and woke up and realized I'm alive. It's like I got in a terrible car accident, call, roll, rolled over the mountain many, many times, and I, hi, I'm, <laughs> I'm alive. here. It's just, it sounds easier said than done going to the city, asking them questions, which I did. It was just a very, no one's nice. No one's there for you. They mm-hmm. don't tell you, ay, mi hijita, que linda. ¿Quieres empezar tu negocio? Ahí ay, déjate ayudo. No, nobody mm-hmm. cares. Nobody cares. And it was a huge reality check because if you surround yourself with people at work, they'll help you because you all work. You yes. So you have the same purpose. This is life. So just because you go down to the city, doesn't people are going to be like, well, you can just Google it. Well, no, I'm here. And then it was just, my contractor left me, I say dumped me on December 1st, 2016, once I had all the plans yes. and I had worked so hard to get these plans. And he said that he didn't think Holy Macho was going to be successful and that I was going to go anywhere. And that I, I don't, he just said all these bad things and we were convincing him like, we'll pay you more, you know, I'll pay you more. Just please, please don't. He's, Nope. I don't, I don't think this business will be successful. I'm too busy. I'm too successful doing other things. So I broke down and I was just like, I already quit my job. I don't know what to do. And so I asked my boyfriend if he could go meet with him and get mm-hmm. my plans back as I was just Devastated. way too emotional yeah. and extremely embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Now that happens It'll be my pleasure to go and meet you face to face. Mm -hmm. Back then, I felt like the biggest loser. I was so ashamed and so embarrassed. I felt so bad. Someone had completely destroyed my dream and everything I had worked so hard for. Luckily, on December 3rd, I found another contractor who ended up building Holy Matcha and ended up building this one that we're in today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... I'll never forget walking in because everything was negotiated through email and via phone as time was of the essence, time yes. was money and I needed to move fast. And all they heard was my voice. So they knew I was a woman. They knew I had somewhat of a soft, smooth voice. And when I ended up going to the location at five, five in the morning, when they were going to actually start breaking yes. ground, they see me and they're like, hi, can we help you? I was like, yes, I I'm 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 here for holy matchup. Yeah. Oh, are you the daughter's owner? No, I am the owner. I was like, No, I am the owner.
0: They weren't so I didn't ta- that. they weren't
1: expecting for me to actually be mm-hmm. the owner. I was like, Oh. So I didn't take that as an insult. I thought it was funny, and they later thought, Do I look young? Because I'm not that young. <laughs> like in my mid-20s, post mid twenties. It's like, ooh, I look young. Thank you. <laughs> now I look back and I'm like that's that's the stereotype that yeah. people didn't expect that a woman a young could, woman, one, yeah. negotiate to forget young just woman in general they already have there's a negative connotation that women are bad drivers and stuff but that a woman could not be a business owner that a woman cannot negotiate and that a woman cannot be up and ready for and ready to work at mm-hmm. 5 five thirty in the morning and i was there
0: every day okay.
1: Every single day at 530 in the morning, making sure of what went wrong, what did they need, what information did they need to fulfill for me, I was there. And I shocked them. I beyond shocked them. And then they learned, like, oh, my God, this girl, Geraldine, she can actually negotiate. Like, she's a little bit hard-headed. Yes. Because I think that they were just expecting for her to just be, like, a little girl and to just here it'll be 50 and i'll be like well can you show me like the itemized receipt of why it's 50 i want to see the breakdown oh and i know that if i were a man they would respect that but because i'm a woman they see it as annoying oh what a bitch oh what a drag but if i were a man it's it's accepted as a man it's normal i see it more like if i was your daughter would you want me to be this way yes but as a regular woman you don't want me to be this way so i like to put things into perspective when i talk to them but i don't make them feel like crap Mm -hmm. when i when they realize it because i'm that's not my that's not why i'm doing it i'm doing it just like if you can learn and you can learn how not to be like this if you were to meet with another woman because i reacted well to this this the next woman might not react so well but maybe I can help you out through this process before you go through the next Mm -hmm. woman and because she might rip you into shreds. So I really do like to put things into perspective and I like working with men. Mm -hmm. I like working with men. I think men are awesome to work, but I also like working with women and pushing women for greatness too. But if I was going to be working with this contract and subcontractor and project manager, they needed to know who they were working with as well. Yeah. And every single thing that you add, I need the itemized report. I need to see the breakdown. I need to approve everything. And so that formed mutual respect to the point where they would just talk to me like I was a man.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: completely fine with that.
0: And it's so amazing to hear que le dice una cachetada con guante blanco at the first contract. De seda, corazón. Sí, de, 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 de seda. seda. <laughs> Because now, Holy Matcha, you've had Holy Matcha for two years, and it's successful. It's the first uh, Matcha Cafe in San Diego. Two and a half years, to be exact. I
1: take pride in that half year. Two and a half years. My first child. Then this second child that we're in, this was a complete new storm on its own. Even though I did have experience from Mm -hmm. the first one. With life, you go in and innocence is bliss. I think Mm -hmm. that's what they call it. So I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I didn't know that I would have to negotiate so hard. So it was, everything was a shock to me in the beginning, Mm -hmm. everything. But when I went in, I wasn't so scared. I was nervous, but I wasn't so scared because I didn't know what to expect until it hit me. And I was shocked. Second time around, I assumed the worst. I was assuming the worst because I already had the experience prior I just learned new things that shocked me. It's I, I guess it's just life. The more you put yourself out there, the more you'll get hit. Mm-hmm. I was just beyond shocked because what we're sitting on right now was built in with two by fours, wood. I didn't know that in this type of high rise, the class of type A, type one high rise, you can't have any wood. So I had to demo the whole thing, redo it in steel. Wow. I paid twice for it. (laughs) So I learned something new. So my first experience, I didn't know that. I learned. So I learned something in my second experience. So, and I think that's the beauty of life for any entrepreneur, for any person, even if you're not an entrepreneur, you don't have to be an entrepreneur is make your mistakes. Just make sure you learn from them. And just because you think like, Oh no, I already went down that road. I, I got... Mm-mm. the second time around, I promise you, you will see something different that you did not see the first time and you will learn. And I pity those that live life thinking that they know everything and that they don't need to grow because the beauty about life is we will make mistakes. Yes. We will feel dumb. We will feel like, Oh my God, I cannot believe this. I can't do this is you have to get up. You have to learn. I swore I had learned everything from the first location. I was somewhat prepared when it came to the second one. I learned so much from the second one. Life is about growing and learning. And another thing that I say now that the both are open and being in the food and beverage industry Mm -hmm. is obviously every, all the drinks I put on my menu, I want people to love them. They taste good. We all have different palates though. If you get a drink and you truly do not like it, I welcome the feedback because that's the only way we can grow and this also goes for life, not just in, in the food industry, but in life, you know what? I think next thing for the podcast, we should do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that to put you down. I mean that to make you better because we can only get better and grow through feedback. Yes. And if someone's just keeping that in, we'll never, we'll never know. We'll never grow. And if someone is putting it out there in a the form of a negative way, well, then nothing gets built in that way. But I welcome feedback constructive criticism 110 percent, because i want to get better i want yes. to grow and i find it very funny that in a podcast that someone asked i think it was a podcast or an event someone asked me like what is my inspiration and they didn't let me say like don't say your mother like something else because uh-huh. i feel like they had heard i was like me like i inspire myself and what I mean by that, and I wasn't able to explain myself, was that I want to beat myself where I was last year. Yes. I want to be better. I want to be stronger. I want to be more confident than where than where I was last year, than where I was six months ago. And I feel like I am because two years ago, I wouldn't be able to have done this podcast in English or just to meet in someone that i had never met in my entire life and feel so comfortable and just literally blab away that i'm talking this whole podcast versus letting <laughs> you talk so yes yeah, like that my inspiration is to just beat myself from where i was before in the
0: past and i think you are beating yourself and showing yourself that you can do better because what you were saying in the first couple of months before opening the first location, what happened, and you were able to be there one-on-one with the contractors, subcontractors, so and making sure everything was being explained. And now that two and a half years you've been working in Holy Matcha, building this baby, can you share the mistakes in the first year that you made as a business owner that now looking back, you're like, okay, I did this. Next time, I'm going to try not to make them. And what were the biggest highlights? and lessons because that's also important to talk about
1: the construction had its ups and downs like if I would have known if I would have been able but see I guess in life like we're always looking to blame someone Mm -hmm. we're always looking for a savior like someone to be like the good guy and the bad guy there's mistakes every single day there's I mean I I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't know how to read a floor plan I didn't know how to read an electrical plan I didn't know how to read, like, the the plumbing, plumbing maps. I mean, yes. it's just all weird with the typing and the power. I mean, it's just I didn't know. So, uh, obviously, I was – well, obviously, I didn't make a mistake because the business opened. But yes. I didn't know. So, I don't see that as a mistake, per se. I see that as little successful moments because I didn't know – I hired someone that did it. That's why I had a contractor that knows. And I was there every single day and I was asking them like, why are you doing this? And they would explain it to me. So I don't necessarily see it as a mistake. I think one of the mistakes was here, not knowing that it was two by fours, but how in the world am I going to know that? (laughs) So I see those as learning experiences, Mm -hmm. not as mistakes, like little successful moments because, Mm -hmm. because of this little hiccup, if I were to ever do anything or someone were to ask me, I would tell them, don't do two by fours. Highlights just not being scared of the unknown and not letting fear control me. Easier said than done, but the unknown would have is and still is. Is holy matcha going to be successful and defines what success is? I didn't know if this business was going to work out. Coffee rules, coffee rules, and I'm not trying to spoil coffees um crowd crowd. no i'm just adding another player to Mm -hmm. the mix and but that could have failed too and blown up in my face and it still can two and a half years in and it still can that still doesn't control me Mm -hmm. it doesn't stop me i just always strive to be as mindful as possible because there's a lot of people that lie to themselves and are like oh no everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay everything no i'm aware I'm aware of this, but this is not going to control what I'm doing over here. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm a realist though. So I like to be aware that this can still blow up. I'm just going to try every single thing in the book outside the book to not let this be my reality. Mm -hmm. So my highlight has definitely been not letting fear and the unknown take overpower me and take control over me because it, it really can. Yeah. I can say it to your face and be like, oh, yes, I'm fine. But inside, we're dying. And as business owners or someone just taking a leap, that's very scary. Yeah, You could want to put up a face in a front, but really owning it and being like, I'm not going to let this fear overpower me. I'm not going to be scared of the unknown and going for it. That's been my biggest highlight. Like I said, two and a half years ago, two years ago, I wouldn't be able to have been sitting here. And when people say, oh, my God, you're so inspiring or you're this and like I still am beyond shocked because I, I still consider myself shy still consider myself the biggest dork and I always try to keep it as real as possible because that wasn't yeah. me before and I'm still a work in progress and I'm still growing and learning I I just love holy matcha so much I love matcha so much and I refuse to be controlled by you know yes the fear and yeah. the unknown so I guess at the end of the day, just being able to accept that I'm hard headed. Yeah. <laughs> hard-headed? <laughs> My highlighted and I let the hard headedness
0: actually be a positive thing. Yeah. And I, you said something really important. You weren't tr- and you're not trying to take out the crown from coffee. Correct. I, I think from the beginning, you've always put matcha as another option for people that can't drink coffee, and you're placing it as a healthy option for your body for yourself and it's so different the way you're yes, marketing it
1: there's beer there's beer there's wine there's hard alcohol mm-hmm. all of it is alcohol in general all of it all of it will get you drunk mm-hmm. and affect your liver and you'll have an amazing time <laughs> why just stick to just beer what about for the wine people yeah. what about for the vodka people what about for the strictly gin people This is what I'm saying for the caffeine world. Everybody's just diehard coffee. No, 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 no. This is option A. I'm going for... This is option B. One doesn't have to be better than the other, even though matcha doesn't hit your nervous system. I have to throw that out (laughs) there, but it's just another another option for caffeine, just how... Well, would you like would you like a beer? Would you like a vodka wine. mule? I mean, a Russian mule with vodka with gin? Would you like a glass of wine? Which type of wine? There's so many different types of alcohol that you can choose and have an amazing time. Okay? There's so many types of caffeine as well that can get you, get your day going too. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm sure that the beer person doesn't want to take business from the wine people. It's just another option. Now there's hard kombucha with alcohol. Yeah. No more players to the mix. And I, and I feel, and I see that the alcohol crowd takes that very well. I'm just hoping the caffeine crowd can still take another caffeine option. And so far they've taken it very well. I just, you know, I don't settle. I want to do more,
0: more and more yes. <laughs> and but i love that even though you want to do more you're very calculated because i know Ooh, that i like how that sounds <laughs> i know people have i know they have they've approached you to make holy matcha go all around the u.s but yes. you're taking your time and yes. knowing where to open the locations and if it's right for holy matcha yes and that's now uh, talking you, with you, you? I know what article you're yeah. So can you go I further know. in
1: that? Because it's people... It's easy peasy. That's just how it is. If I'm not doing this for the money, I'm doing it for the cause. Mm-hmm. And it's not like an, oh my God, you're trying to be a saint. And, I se está haciendo la santa. Y... No, no, no. no, 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 nada que ver. Nada que ver. I love matcha. I'm trying to shine a lot of love and light to this ancient product that I stand behind 200%. And I, my dream called me boring. I think someone yesterday said, like, your business is so tiny. You should grow it. Uh, I just wanted to have a matcha cafe and work it. That's it. My goal is not to franchise. I'm, oh, you need to think business and money, this and this. That's the hustle that I don't follow. Because remember mm-hmm. I said, I am a hustler. I am a fighter. But that's the type of hustle where, like, If I was doing it for money, I would have dairy and I would have fried donuts and I would for sure bring in, bring in all the dairy in the world, all the refined sugar in the Mm -hmm. world. Like it's easy, it's cheap and people love it. That's not what I'm about. I don't have any refined sugar. I don't have any dairy. I'm doing what I want. Like I said, that's where the hard-headedness kicks in. I'm doing what I want. Wherever I place holy, even with this location... I parked out here and just had to really look, you know, is this the right move for me? Not, is this the right move for the people? Is this the right move for me? Because I'm going to be running it. I'm going to be working it. Everything I think of, everything is well thought of. Everything has a purpose. It's not money driven. It is purpose driven. And I know it might sound to some of the listeners or to all of the listeners that this is a whole bunch of BS but it really isn't because as you saw right now when you came in I'm working and yes I love it this is what I want my goal was has never been till this day from 2016 to right now has never been to like yes I'm gonna do this and by year five I'm gonna franchise and I'm gonna have each one's gonna be making at least seven hundred thousand dollars on average and this no so i like the easy life and i think that maybe to someone like you this might seem tiny awesome i i i'll push you and i do consulting on the side i'll i'll do some consulting for you if you want to do a business and you want to grow it all throughout Mm -hmm. the u.s girl do it i just don't it's just not for me
0: yeah and And if it is for me i'll
1: i'll recheck with my with me myself and i in the next in the next couple of years but everything is at my pace
0: yeah, because at the end of the day, this is your baby, right? And no one's going to pressure you into making the wrong decision just because you thought you were going to make more money or because this was going to be, like, super successful. Like, you're growing it just the way you think it's going to be because, at the end of the day, your baby. And you said something about your locations. I want to talk about why you chose East Village and North Park, the reasons behind it, and Holy Matcha is a local brand in San Diego. Yes. You know, and I love that. It's like people here can just walk and come in and get their matcha. It's very warm and it's very part of them, of their town, of their city. So why East Village and North Park?
1: I love North Park. And when I was in college, I would always go out of North Park. And I don't know. That neighborhood just speaks to me. It's a little rough on the edges, but it really... I just liked it. And every every business in there was kind of like a mom and pop shop, Mm -hmm. like no, no big corporate places. You know, there's a flower shop that's owned by a woman. There's a nail salon owned by a woman. So I was just like, okay, I think I can start my little community here. And I, and I liked it. And it's a building from 1951. It just spoke to my soul. I think that's the only times where I let my emotions, I let my emotions come in and listen mm-hmm. to them. I, I liked it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have my little business. Well, she's not too little, but I'm going to have my little matcha cafe here and I'm going to work it every day. And it's going to be so awesome. And until a lot of traffic started coming, I was like, Oh my God, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my dream. Just have one location and just be happy. Just yeah. do that. I quit my job. And I, that, this is my new job. Then I got bored number one was running itself and it was good Mm -hmm. and i had always liked downtown because this this is where i would go out in the evenings and i did a couple of research and i saw that east village is growing that it's the future Mm -hmm. and i do see it growing it is and so i thought oh my gosh what if i did one in east village it was just talking to me Mm -hmm. and i go not so much on impulses but i go more for like is this the right time for me north park was doing well was running on its own east village was just something and i slept on it because i don't make decisions just like that i slept on it sent a little email they responded and i was just like okay it won't hurt to inquire and see everything was lining up and i was looking i was like okay it's just a 10 minute drive it's still easily easily accessible I'm going to keep looking into this, but not like n- no, not commitment. It, yeah. I would park here and I would just see, and I was like, okay, it's rough around the edges, just like North park in the beginning, but there's a library. There's a lot of growth over there. Cause wherever you see lots for parking, mm-hmm. that's one day will be for buildings. And I was just like, there's a parking lot over there. There's another one over there that might be more residents. There's a lot of people that live here, did more research. And I was just like. Let's do it. But I knew I wanted to go smaller. I wanted a Mm -hmm. slightly different vibe. I already had the vision of it. It's like all of a sudden I had designed this location in like an hour in my head. And I got so excited. And I was just like, let's do it. I'm so ready for it. That was coming from me. Nobody knew that I was going to, that I was doing a second one. Nobody Mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to do a second one. And nobody was telling me where to do the second one. Everything was organic. And that's the way I can function Granted, I do want to hear what everyone says about their drinks and that feedback. But when it comes to kind of like more of my investment sacrifice, I have to listen to myself yes. as I'm the one that's going to be dealing with yeah. everything. And San Diego, and everybody's like, come to San Francisco. And I would love to do this in San Francisco. I love San Diego. And I don't necessarily do, like I said, I don't do this for the money. I do this for the love. And I, I've been in San Diego for 10 years now and I like it. I think this is basically establishing my roots. Yeah. Never say never. Maybe one day I'll be in LA, maybe New York, maybe San Francisco. I mean, I the doors are closed, but all my windows are open. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I love San Diego and this is this is my little this is my neighborhood. I, East Village has become my little neighborhood and I love it. I have my regulars now. There's a lot of people that live here that come in. North Park my first child. I All my people there. I, I, I love the little community. Uh, everything's organic. I don't have a specific answer as to how or why mm-hmm. or when. Everything's organic. My brain's very weird. Right now, my soul is complete. I'm very, very overworked and my hands are full.
0: Because <laughs> we're currently, you know, everyone's walking in into your shop and it's, yeah, so every time, well, if you need a go, we can pause I'm this and fine. continue. But I just love how you say, like, everything is aligned. Everything came to be at the perfect moment. But you were ready before. You were working. You were preparing yourself. Well, I yeah. have to prepare, yes. I'm not yeah. going to be shooting in the dark completely. Yeah. Like, I
1: do have to be somewhat prepared. But I like organic. Mm-hmm. And that goes a lot for the Instagram. When people see my answer, are like, oh, my God, how did organic Organic. Mm -hmm. everything's organic i don't care about the number of likes or the number of followers or this because i tell people take away the instagram take away the flowers uh, give me a cardboard box i don't care give me a cardboard box take away the straws take away everything give me a cardboard box give me cement i will still talk to you about matcha sell you the matcha explain to you the matcha with the same love and passion as i would behind this pretty pink tarrazo bar Mm -hmm. doesn't matter At the end of the day, it's not about the design. It's not about the Instagram. It's about the love and passion I have for this product and how much I really, truly do believe in it. I mean, I'm not – it's not me. Like, you can Google it. Like, I'm just shining as much love and light to this product. So, at the end of the day, take away everything. Give me a cardboard box, a little wooden box, and I'll still sell you the product, and I'll still talk wonderful about it. So, this just obviously helps, and I wanted to create an experience of when people come in – feel at peace, feel amazing, definitely feel better once you leave than when you came in. Yes. And just remember like, oh my God, I remember being in there and it was just so amazing. It was just so different. And maybe if you can't even find a
0: word, I like that. It's very, I feel like it's very heavenly, like calm. And I, wanted, I want you to share more of that design of Holy Matcha and in the Instagram marketing because I feel it's so perfect. It's like, it's so spot on. It's so, you say it's like organic and it does look organic, but it's like, wow. (laughs) Me working in marketing, it's, I just really admire that. So a little
1: secret. When the night before I opened the North Park location, I was crying because I was extremely overwhelmed and stressed and also well, you're familiar with the North Park location with the pink velvet banquet and the green mm-hmm. wallpaper. I was freaking out like, oh, my God, what if people hate it? What if people think it's stupid? What if what if I don't get any men that come in? I was just like, just because I like something does not mean that someone else will like, like it, it. too. Mm-hmm. I was freaking out. I was a mess. But here I am like. Eight hours before I opened the doors to the public. Not what if they think it's a, what if they think it's Barbie's house? And I made a mistake. I should have not gone for this. I should not have done, just destroying myself and beating myself down. Opened the doors and people came in. They're like, oh my god, this place is so pretty. Taking photos and seeing the. Fo- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you liked it. Now I'm like, okay, so I like the design. Now I need them to like the the matcha, the drinks, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, the, the beautiful challenge of life. So I take a little pride in my design and I always somewhat try to explain it to people, your house, your room, your outfit, your glasses, your hair, your jewelry. You probably chose it because you like it. Mm-hmm. So I obviously designed the business because I liked it that way. Um, so I thought, to myself there's no matcha cafe just go crazy pink stand out like a sore thumb and this is a unique experience that you don't know if it'll blow up in your face so might as well yolo yeah. and just do it all pink be as true as possible to yourself and who cares so with the second one i knew i wanted to be different as i didn't want to i didn't want that corporate starbucks-y mm-hmm. feel or like very uniform style even though that's a brand i had created I had to believe in myself that I could do it again here. And s- But the, my biggest challenge was keep it in the same brand. Even though the other one has marble. This one doesn't have any mm, marble. Yeah. The other one has pink velvet. This one doesn't have any velvet. The other one has a green wallpaper. So do you understand? Yes. I was like, oh my God, this one's completely different than the other one. A oh new challenge God. God. Like, to take. what did I do? <laughs> but... You know the plant situation is still on point. I tried to keep brass, even though this isn't brass. This is painted. <laughs> <laughs> this was going to be extremely expensive if it was brass. <laughs> you know, I still kept the gold, the gold features. That one is brass though. I take a lot of pride in my trash chute. Mm-hmm. She's brass for sure. Um, you know, I incorporate certain brass features. My bar is brass. Pink machines. You know just keeping the pink, same hangers, same like retail wall, just trying not to mess it up so much because there's no terrazzo at the other one. Mm-hmm. So the way I see it is everything, everything's my piece of art and an artist doesn't create the same masterpiece twice. Every single masterpiece is unique to each, yes. to each one, but you can see certain touches from the artist in in each yeah. one. and That's how you can see the correlation. Um, Kind of like me and my siblings, we don't look like, but if you put us all together, you'll see some. Ah, see, no son adoptados. les noto de donde son familia. So that's what I wanted. So, you know, music had to be on point, the plants, the plants for Sakura season. You know, I wanted to put in a couple of touches here and there so that you know, okay, this is the holy brand that's still on point. But have each location be unique to each other because the other one represents where I was in 2016 when I started designing it Mm -hmm. and opened in 2017. This one represents where I was in 2018 mentally and then opened in 2019. So, you know, our style changes. You change. My stuff. Myself for sure change. Usually I'm always in yoga pants. Uh, But you know, the soul. The vibes, the passion is still there. And so that is still stays intact with the training that stays intact with our drinks, with our music, with the way we talk to you that I, you know, that I can still keep. So that made me feel a little bit better about myself when I realized that I was redesigning the whole place. But I told people like, if I have the opportunity to redo it again, why copy it? That one's already good. I don't, I don't want to beat that one. I don't want to outdo that one. If I have the opportunity to redo something, I want to try something different, but also I didn't want to shoot myself in the foot Mm -hmm. because that brand everybody loved. And when people come in here and they start saying like, Oh my God, it's so pretty. I was like,
0: Oh, it's like, again, like
1: me freaking out, hoping that people would love it. Obviously, because, and I think that when people freak out and people are worried, it's from caring. Mm -hmm. You care. If you're worried that you're not going to pass a test and you're nervous, it's because you care. You really do care. So I think that a lot of nerves and anxiety and worry comes from caring. And as long as when someone's in that moment and those emotions are overpowering you, just calm down and realize you care. Believe in yourself that you put in the best. Let the best come from it. So I love it when people say this place is heavenly, it's relaxing, it's different from the other one, but I can see how this is a little sister. And I'm like, oh maybe yeah. she is
0: the little <laughs> sister. So I
1: love it. I still freak out. I still freak out. I just manage my freakouts better than before.
0: And you say you freak out, and how do you I wanna talk about the success of being, you know, featured in Forbes and being recognized as just a really inspiring Latino entrepreneur how do you take that in? How do you take, I know you're, you're always hardworking and you know, you're putting in the passion and you're taking it as it is, but you know, how do you soak up that recognition from,
1: well, my parents always wanted me to get an MBA, but when I saw the article on Forbes, I freaked out. (laughs) It's like this entire article is on Forbes and that's me. It's like with my name. Oh, yes. I sent that to my parents. I was like, here, is this enough for my MBA? I was like, mom, I'm on (laughs) board. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, uh, Vivian was amazing. Her questions were very, very deep and it was, I was able to get very raw and real with her. And not only was Forbes amazing, but being able to put myself out there as a woman and, and as a Latina was just, I mean, I wish my grandmother were still alive. She passed away two months before I opened Holy, and so the, she's a big reason, big, big influence in my life that I usually don't touch too much on that topic as I my emotions. And yeah. I don't know how to deal with that, but the macho horchata is in her honor. And the whole Forbes article, I mean, everything, everything is, is in my family's honor and her honor. It was amazing. I mean, well, I mean, holy shit. I, I don't know what people aspire to be on. And being on Forbes and having all my hard work and recognition. I mean, granted, if I wasn't on Forbes, I would still be killing it and still mm-hmm. be proud of this child. But being on yeah. Forbes certainly does add, you know, yeah. it's kind of like I can still eat my fries. I can still eat my French fries on point, but kind of like that ketchup always makes it a little yeah, bit better. better. So a lot of pride and and, it, and I haven't plateaued yet. I'm still going up more. You know, mm-hmm. that just gave me an extra, extra, extra boost. What I what I, just always push myself is I have my little moments where I praise and I have to celebrate the little things. But I have, I, you know, there's you know. always another bridge to cross. There's always more, more steps that you need to climb. But yeah, Forbes was amazing. I was so proud to like put my little touch out there as a female Latina entrepreneur beyond honored to, you know, be part of that community. And then when the second article of Forbes came, I think there's been three, but when the second article of Forbes came out for, this one was the one that actually blew my mind a lot as I was not expecting it, yet I was extremely proud because it it is my passion. It was for the I need to look this up because I don't want to butcher the title of the article but I love the message that was being put across and that I me, me, this dork, this like Lati- <laughs> me being part of this oh my god, I wanted to die I it was for Latinas whose work contributes to making the wellness industry more inclusive
0: yes and that's the whole message behind Holy Matcha as well
1: as well, that no dairy, no refined sugar that does no good for you. Uh, vegan, baked, gluten-free donuts versus your traditional fried mm-hmm. donut. I grew up with fried donuts. You know, not people think of health as oh my god, as cringeworthy, disgusting. You need to understand we care so much about our environment, which we should mm-hmm. clearly look at the news. Yes. <laughs> we should care about our of our environment. But my argument, and I will never, ever, ever, this is if our environment is bad or good, and I might get a lot of hate for this, but I have to be real if I'm on this podcast, is you need to take care of yourself too. I'm not saying take away from the environment. Keep on doing, keep on striving to recycle. You know, be aware of what's going on in your environment. But you also need to be aware of how you are polluting your body and destroying your body Mm -hmm. with refined sugar, with all these. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to get too much into it, but I really do think that you are a house for your life. And if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take others? How are you going to be able to take care of others? And sometimes it is easier to focus on other things than on yourself because I see that from a psychological perspective. Mm -hmm. So you might be, it's kind of when you give advice to a friend, but when it's time for you to listen to it, it's much different. Look at the environment. If you care about the environment, awesome. But also look at yourself. Look in the mirror and are you also doing good for yourself? Because this environment needs you. But the only way that you're going to be the environment is going to be good is if you also take care of yourself. So you need to see it from both ends as well. Mm -hmm. So that's where I come in. I'm all for the environment. I don't have any single use plastic for for orders we ask for here to go and when people say to go but we'll consume it here i always put it in a cup for here like i'm very conscious with my paper straws versus plastic so i try yes. i try to contribute to the environment but also to your body and what you put in your body so being featured on this article alongside other people nationwide just for latinas contributing to this mm-hmm. they included me oh my goodness (laughs) and it's Forbes again I wanted to die I was like oh my gosh it was amazing because not that many people care about their health they're all about like oh this greasy crap and this and this and refined sugar and I don't care we're all gonna die who cares if you're gonna live your life you might as well live a good life yes this is your house take care of your house And it might sound a little bit, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I understand that people got to do what they got to do. Maybe they don't have the means. I understand that. But if you have the possibility to invest in your house little by little, uh, my ceremonial is four bucks. You can pay for a beer. Beers are usually six, seven bucks. Maybe don't drink a beer today, invest in a ceremonial. So I will always push for that nutritional side, healthy side. So actually being featured on Forbes. Um, yes. In that aspect, was amazing for me. So I take a take a lot of pride, and it means the world
0: to me. And not only are you taking care of your customer's health, but creating matcha mornings, and it's specifically uh, for that women. One, I call that one my stepchild. <laughs> so I want to know, like, I feel the message that Holy Matcha has is completely and 100% true, because not only it's in health, but it's also... Psychological, maybe. Motivation. Knowledge. With much more. Everything with me. Like I said, my brain is weird. I'm
1: a very weird creature. Everything with me starts from being annoyed.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Everything. (laughs) It should probably start, like, make money, make money, hustle. No, everything starts with me being annoyed. And... I was annoyed that there wasn't any matcha cafes. I did one. I was slightly annoyed that there are events that you have to pay tickets for and I understand you're renting people, the organizers are renting the venue, they need to I understand. But that I'm still annoyed. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I'm keeping it real. Even if it's ten bucks, fifteen bucks, I'm like that's that's a lot like people work really hard 15 dollars to go to an event and then i would and i would go okay go and i sit there and there's four speakers and i know the speaker and i, I know what the speaker did and i wanted to li- let but then there's so much limited time because there's so many speakers and you need to divide the time with the speakers and i thought i wish i could go to an event that i could just show up for free for free just show up and one speaker And this speaker can have the floor and just... Because when it's one speaker, they have the majority... They have all the time in order to just talk about their experience Mm -hmm. and their life. When there's four speakers, obviously, you have to balance that out. And I always get annoyed because maybe people come... Like, I'd go for one... I'd go see you speak and you only got 12 minutes minutes. of speaking. I need more and then I want to talk to you afterwards. and I did. So, that's the annoyance that I had. And I thought, I wish there was an event that was for free and only one speaker. (sighs) One can only hope. And then I thought to myself, oh... But hold on, I have two locations, what if I were to just close it off for the morning and just have, let people come in for free, one speaker, and the speaker can talk for like an hour or two and then mingle around after that with everybody, but just one person and focus on one person only. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's how it is now. It originally started with people just DMing me all these questions, Mm -hmm. and I felt bad because I couldn't get to the DMs to all of them or emailing me back and forth. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to form Matcha Mornings and let people come in for free and just drill me with questions and talk to them about my experiences. That's how it originally started in November of last year, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. It's already going to be a year. And I got a little bit of stage fright, and I was like, okay, I'm tired of being – The center of attention. Like, I'm still a work in progress. And I thought, you know, I'm not the only female Latina entrepreneur human out there in the game. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it real. Even though this is my business and I can do whatever I want. Like, if this is my business, I already shined a little bit of light on me. But what if I could be that bridge to letting other people shine light on whatever they are doing? So I thought, oh, my God, what if I bring in a speaker so then that's how that started mm-hmm. and i just started bringing in a speaker once a month let people come in free sit just please make sure you ask questions make sure you arrive on time and get a seat and listen to the speaker be inspired be motivated connect change e- emails change instagrams whatever it is whatever it is just do yeah. it and let the speaker mingle and create a little community and that's what happened but it, it all started from me being annoyed from these events yeah. that I go to. And it's numerous speakers. You pay. I, I wanted to do something different. And it's like I said, I'm a very weird human as I always want to do everything my way and different. Heartheadedness <laughs> right there. But I'm so proud of my holy matcha mornings. I'm so proud. That one too got what has been mentioned in Forbes many times. And it's a community that I do wish to grow. That one, I have... How much it's grown organically, and people that have emailed me saying like "Thank you so much for creating this." People that have like been so moved and touched and inspired, and I didn't know this could be possible, but the fact that it is and it's happening yeah. is just fucking amazing. I it blows my mind. I'm not gonna cry, because I no no no. <laughs> but it, it really is amazing because there are people out there that are so supportive and are hungry and being able to create that safe environment for them to connect. And I i want to say women, but also men, mm-hmm. as well as I have had men. It's amazing. People sometimes lose hope in society and lose hope in others. You know, it, they're still there. And the fact that I can create this little community in San Diego, because I know LA has their strong community. There's yes, a lot of bigger cities lot. that have their strong community. Everybody just talks down so much in San Diego. And I think... Unconsciously, I, San Diego's the underdog, and I want to empower San Diego. Makes it, I mean, we can have our Latina community here in San Diego as well. Men too. Bring on the men too. Yeah. Any, any. For if this is a safe place, though. There's no memberships. There's no anything. Just show up and please ask questions. Please feed your soul, feed your brain, be inspired, get motivated, leave, and go do something from from listening. Yeah. That's all. Matcha mornings has been and. It's been amazing. I, don't, I do the intro now. So I do, I dork out for maybe like two minutes, uh-huh. do the intro, and I let the speaker shine. And the speakers, I tell the speakers, you have two hours if you want. You have three hours. Like, take all the time in the world where usually when you go to events, there's from this time to this time. Yes. Here, if you got your parking for only two hours, then you can only stay for two hours. But here, this is a safe place that you can stay for as long as you want doors close at 6 p.m. So if you want to stay till six and the speaker has time to, to, to stay till six, then you stay till then.
0: You've had so many amazing guests. You had Ashley Nell Tipton. Yes. last two weeks ago. And she was yeah, she was the, the, the last speaker. Yeah. Yeah. I would have wished something that maybe in terms of feedback. Because I would have I would love to come to matcha mornings, but I can't. I I work. Maybe make it possible through facebook live so we can like connect also because you're inviting so many amazing women patty delgado to um that one wishes to be there you know and i learned
1: i learned because you're not the only person that has said (laughs) that i think that when patty did she was amazing by the way I took a lot of mini videos, Mm -hmm. but with Ashley, I did have it on Instagram. Live. Live. And people were like commenting and watching because a lot of people, they weren't able to get that day off of work. The next Matcha Mornings uh, in October is actually going to be on a Thursday, but the one in November for the anniversary is actually going to be on a Saturday. I'm going to be there. First Matcha Mornings on a weekend. and. Oh i still can 't say exactly who that is, but she's an, she 's another latina hustler fighter, amazing very, very close friend of mine now I feel like i 've known her for a hundred billion years it 'll be a delicious, delicious treat to have every single speaker that i 've had and i i 'm being extremely grateful for everybody that has reached out to me that has wanted to be a speaker, but I tell them like everything 's organic with mm-hmm. me i if I start, like, listening to you, then I feel bad because I didn't listen to her. and I Everything Everything has a purpose. I sit and talk to every speaker, and I, you know, this is works. So would you like to be a speaker? So I work from everything organic and just letting it flow. It has to flow. Nice. The energy has to be there. I've been so happy of every single speaker I've had. There's no right criteria that i look for i mean you don't have to be a woman i would love to get a man you don't have to be latina you could be african-american you could be european doesn't matter um just it's i just think it's awesome that i've had a lot of latinas in the process which is cool but uh it's really it's really been amazing but you'll want to come for the november one i will i mean if you can't come for october but you'll definitely want to come for the november one it'll there's going to be lots of pretty surprises.
0: Okay. Now, I'll definitely be for the November, for the anniversary. I just only have to RSVP, right? For anyone yes. interested who wants to. You just have
1: to, to RSVP so that I can plan accordingly
0: for my soul. Excellent. And what advice tips do you have for our listeners who want to open up their own wellness business? You know, you gave so many great advice in the beginning of, like, getting to know everything, all the, you know, fine points. But three, two tips that you would have wanted, you know, going back, if you have asked someone who had their own business, what do you share to our listeners?
1: I would say, and obviously everything you need to, you know, it's easier said than done, but as long as you keep on repeating this to yourself and you Mm -hmm. can put it on a post-it note on your fridge, on your mirror, in your bathroom, just remember, remember and repeat it to yourself is keep that passion alive keep that passion alive because there's going to be hate there's going to be negativity there's going to be unsolicited opinions uh, as long as you believe in yourself Mm -hmm. and as long as you are aware of why you're doing this you need to just focus focus on that because there is going to be a lot of noise and a lot of people give up on the noise and want to give in when they hear that noise and it's okay because if you do give in to that noise, you will learn, and maybe next time, you'll be sh- mm-hmm. stronger. But you have to keep that passion alive. I can't have that passion for you. Nobody can have that passion for you. I put me on the face of Forbes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No one can have that passion but you. So if you have that passion, but life is a little bit difficult, take easy. Like another thing that people that people really push hard on and my biggest thing is don't be afraid of the unknown and don't let fear stop you because that's life girl Mm -hmm. that's life boy do i wish i was still at home (laughs) and my mom was driving me to school and everything was easy peasy Uh, we tend to be scared of failure and not want to fail and try to avoid it be aware that you might fail but you don't use that as a crutch
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That passion should overpower always the negativity, always the unknown, always the fear of failure, always. So again, at the end of the day, the only word I have of advice is just keep that passion alive. And there's no school, no mentor, no celebrity, no regular human, nobody or anything that will light that match and start that passion, but yourself and
0: inside of you. And any advice for us, our listeners who want to find that balance of between work and life, because you have (laughs) two babies, you have a little stepdaughter Uh, and you also have have a cat. You have a cat and I have a husband, Husband. your relationship with yourself and your friends. How do you do it all?
1: Oh shoot. That's a lot. (laughs) I take it, you know, one day is different than the other, but everybody that knows me knows that holy matcha is my baby. It's my life. It is my sacrifice. It is my time away from my family time away from my health. It is everything I have and would not trade anything for the world. I have, that's such a good question. I have learned to accept that it's okay to break down where before I didn't want to, I would Mm -hmm. fight those tears. I, I saw that as weakness it's okay to break down. It's okay to like, to me, I saw that as weakness. so it's okay to have weakness. Just give it some time. It's kind of like when you fall, this is the way I see it. You fall, you scrape yourself, you're bleeding, take a breather, get up, get going. A lot of people tend to focus on the emotional part. And I don't, and I just cancel that out. So I've slowly let the emotions, I slowly cry. But when I call my mom and I'm like, East Village, this is going on, and then this one, and then this, and then this. And then all my mom says, all she says, you wanted to have two businesses? That's what you get. I'm like, can I get a little pie? <laughs> okay. corazón, Pobrecita. No. lo que querías, ¿no? So, I, I mean, I guess I'll answer is I'm still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just got so used to it. This is my life. I got so used to it. I take it one day at a time. Yeah. I take it one day at a time. Um, I've been wanting to go to the bathroom, I think, for, like, the last two hours now. I know. So I'm just used to, I'm just used to not making myself first. I please my business before anything, and that and that's fine with me. I don't want an award. I don't want anything. It's just survival and love and passion. But... I've learned that I need to take care of myself a little bit, give myself some time off, which I am like now that I'm married and I have, I think I have the world's best husband because never once has he ever said, you work too much, stop working. He, I'm sure he thinks it, but he knows what he got himself into. So I think it's amazing. But I've, I am a proud mother. Holy munch is my baby, all of these, but I'm also... Me, Mm -hmm. I'm also a girl. I'm also a wife. I and I found myself. I don't want to forget about that Geraldine either. So yeah, I like I like going out with my husband, and we go. We we're redesigning our place, so we go to Home Goods and we went to IKEA and like even if we don't get anything or whatever, just there's another side of me, and I've and I'm learning to explore that. So maybe if we talk in a month or so, I'll. I'll be much more developed, but I I like also being a wife, and so I've been married for a year now, so I'm still getting, still trying to get used to it, but I like it, so I I feel like I didn't give my listeners, I didn't give you guys a concrete answer as you, you know, like, just holy is everything, holy rules my life, but... I'm redesigning my house and that's stressing me out a lot right now. <laughs> but I think you're asking <laughs> me out a lot right now because talk about, Holy, I can just make everything pink. Yeah. easy Peasy. Todo rosa. My house is not pink. <laughs> my house is not pink. I'm like, Oh my God, I need to put up these sconces. How do you put up sconces? Texting my contractor. How do you do electrical? So it's, it's fun, but I'm much more confident in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm much more confident in the business that I've created and the brand and the community and my employees, obviously they will always need me. There's all, I mean, there's always, I will always be needed. I will always want to be needed, but I have a solid team that I have created that has grown in this process that I've trained in this process. Mm -hmm. They have my back, they do good. And so I have to trust the process as well. So that's been the biggest, biggest thing. And granted, if I still travel, I will be freaking out, but
0: your team is there. Trust yes. the
1: process. And I would I would strongly, strongly recommend, I have to follow this, what I preach every single time, but I would strongly recommend that for any business owner, any anything, you have to trust the process. If you put good in, good will come out. Maybe mm-hmm. not as fast as you wish, but it will come out sooner versus later.
0: That's great. That's great to hear. And I think your answer was very truthful. And many from our listeners, even myself, that are living like that, it's like you trust the process, you're in the process, Not everything is, you know, color de rosa. Some people might
1: say, oh my God, I meditate every morning before and then this and this and then I go to yoga. You know, people are looking for answers and, and I think that maybe... I just want them to know I'm just like you. I might not have that answer. Mm-hmm. Meditating doesn't help my problems. Yeah. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it'll help others. But, you know, when you listen to someone that looks like they have it all together and how do you balance all of this, you're expecting for them to give you like an oh, I go on Peloton every morning before and I do my yeah. facials and it, no, girl, like, I don't have my shit together. I don't. So definitely keeping that realness with them so that they know, like, I'm just like you. I'm just taking it one day at a a time, putting a smile on my face, maybe crying for a little bit, but then wiping my tears and working, hustling. Like, not that many people, not that they don't feel confident, but I think that if P- from a PR perspective, it's not like the political yes. answer to say, you're supposed to say, I go to yoga every morning. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I meditate in front of the mountain. No, I just, I'm,
1: I listen to myself and I lie myself to have a, some little freakouts. but then I have, yes. have to cut that back. Cause business is business. Yes. M- time is money. And nobody was going to wait for my little emotions and for me to wipe my tears. Mm-hmm. And, but definitely allowing myself to be much more of a wife and, Connect with my husband more. I've, I've, I've like that. Now I'm like, take the day off, take the day off. I'll take the day off. But he knows, like, yeah, I'll take the day off, and then you'll be on your
0: phone the whole time, (laughs) checking how is everything going. It's okay. I'll turn it off. And now that we've had this wonderful conversation, I felt really inspired and motivated to continue my podcast as well. And you know, trust the process of it all. Yes. If you had the opportunity to see little Geraldine, and now that we've talked all of this to yourself, what advice would you give her if you have had the opportunity to just talk with yourself as a little girl? Ooh, you got silent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to trust myself. Why... Because I was very, very, very self conscious and shy growing up. And I stayed, well, I was very close with my family. And so, not that I didn't trust myself, but I just I, even when I wanted to quit my job, I was like freaking out, oh my, should I do this? Like, just make sure to trust myself, process what my passion and just going for it. It's mm-hmm. not something, and, and I don't see it as a negative, but it wasn't something that I was told growing up, like, Oh, trust yourself and live your dream. You know, I, I was told like, you know, you need your education, you know, work hard and this and this. And, this. and I would just tell myself, whatever you set your mind to trust yourself, mm-hmm. because that really played a huge role in my life with my first business. I had... I cried so much with the first location. My gosh, I cried. I was a mess. I was a very, I don't talk about it because I was, it was a very dark part of my life. Yeah. It was a little bit depressed and I had a good support system, but I didn't even want to show that to my support system either as I, I didn't know how they would take it and I didn't want to show weakness. And now I trust myself to be strong enough to show that, you know, I don't feel the greatest right now, but I will be okay. You know, having that sense of security in myself to be able to say that. So, yeah, I would tell myself, you know, trust yourself. Allow yourself to be a little girl. Take in all these moments, but also make sure you can trust yourself enough and have that security. That's wonderful. Yes. And...
0: Thank you for sharing what you shared today with me to our listeners here on. Oh my A, gosh! Yes. I
1: hope everybody enjoys this. As I can blab blah, away blah. now yeah. that I feel so comfortable speaking English, everything everything's in English now. Yeah. And I'm like
0: blah blah blah. <laughs> Where can our fo- listeners follow you? Where can they follow Morning matches? can you share your all your social media info yeah
1: so everything i'm i'm so bad i only have instagram i don't do i don't use any other handle so the holy matcha with two a's at the end on the matcha i am under geraldini with G E R A L D for eyes even though my name is not geraldini sometimes people send me messages hey geraldini my name is Geraldine, mamacita, Geraldine. <laughs> that handle was taken, so I did four eyes. And then matcha Mornings is also, everything's under my personal mm-hmm. handle, so you can just click um, click right there. Yeah. If you follow matcha Mornings, you'll, you'll be very inspired, and you'll be up to date with all of my stepchild's events. If you follow Holy Matcha, everything will be pink and matcha and awesome vibes. And if you follow me... You've been warned. I'm a huge dork. <laughs> I keep it raw and real. There'll be a lot of food. A lot... Right now, it'll be a lot of like home decoration, stores, and a lot of cat stuff. I'm looking and forward to baby! seeing it. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for this thank opportunity. You. I always strive to keep it professional, but as real as possible. And yes. I'm just so honored to have had this opportunity to be on your podcast and i wish you nothing but the best
0: have thank luck. you thank you and thank you for being real that's what i want this is what our listeners want and thank you for listening to another episode on a yes you can follow a yes at a yes the podcast that is e the podcast email me your story i want to share it here on the podcast that's at podcast at gmail.com E-L-L-A-S The Podcast. You can follow me at brand underscore Jai B-R-E-N underscore J-A-I Thank you for listening to another episode here on yes I'll be talking to you with another guest in two weeks. Adios! If you've been listening to Ellas for a while, you know that I'm a big supporter of providing a platform for Latinas to share their stories and inspire current and future generations of women. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the lives of more amazing Latinas just like you. You can help by going to Apple Podcasts and write a review. Tell me what you think and leave any number of stars. It would mean the world to me. Thank you in advance. Ellas is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Brenda hernandez Jaimez, And thank you to Shrew, who created the podcast theme song, Sunken Streets. You can download this track on freemusic.org or listen to him on Spotify, YouTube, and follow him on Instagram. This is Say Yes.